damn you. All right. We're not together, Sean. We're not together. This is a fun song, Sean. Yep. Real fun. You remember when it used to be fun? It was never fun. Calling. Next time. time. Does anyone remember Laughter? Robert Plant, 1976. I don't know what that means. I think we've actually talked about that. Sean. Yes, sir. Let's move on. Okay. Where are we moving? Let's move back to the heart and soul of the show, which is, of course, etiquette. Of course. Live music. Should you ever listen to it? Um, The recording's usually better. I mean, that's why they the recording, spend so much time on 100%. It. Like, a thousand percent. Without a doubt, there's no question the recording is always better on the studio. Just want to point out, I sound like Paul Stanley on the Kiss album Destroyer. <laughs> Moving on. The technical difficulties are persisting regardless, no matter what uh, happens. But you hopefully won't hear them on your end. We'll see. Frampton comes alive. Live music, though. I've never been a fan. In fact, oftentimes I'll refuse to see artists I like live because I know the live version will be inferior. It's yeah. I mean, it's uh, almost never impressive. Um, once in a while, they'll have enough uh, pyrotechnics and randomness in the background to. But music's not from... about pyrotechnics, unless but, you have a really sweet fireworks outlay. Then that can win me over. Or in, put, if you burn the building down and everyone dies. No, I don't listen to open air concerts. Yeah, that's probably sound advice. <laughs> sound pun. It's time to end this podcast. <laughs> Let's shut it down. Already? I actually, I, uh, so I, I went up to beautiful Seattle, Washington recently to visit Sister et al. Uh, it was a nice little trip. I booked it many months ago. It was a, a four-day trip. Went up on Thursday, came back Tuesday. Now, the reason I bring this up is there's a concert Tuesday night at the Hollywood Bowl that I would have gone to were I in town. little British uh, band called Blur. Have you ever heard of Blur? Is that the the Gallagher brother? No, that's the other one, the oh. Woohoo band. The Woohoo band. You know, Woohoo. Oh yeah, yeah. You heard that one? I've heard that one. They are supposedly ironical take on American grunge music. The Blur is someone else I am annoyed by, though. Do right? you think they ever ironically cashed the checks? I don't know what that means. I think they just took the money. Yeah, it's like when people say, "Oh, this is like you know, this is a, a cheeky take on American grunge music." I don't think the bank account is cheeky. I'm not sure. What I'm saying what is it's a cynical cash-in. Yeah, that's what music If is. I did something successful that was stupid, I would also say, oh, it's a joke. <laughs> it's a gag. You don't get it. Uh, Why is your song bad? Because it's a joke, you idiot. Yeah. You're I mean, the stupid one. Isn't that... The- Although that does jibe with my opinion that the audience is always wrong. But that's the basis of all hipsterism, isn't it? Yes. My larger point that I'm eventually going to achieve is that I immediately regretted not being able to go to this concert because I've wanted to see them for many years. They sort of broke up in the early 2000s, kind of got back together. They're sort of somewhat sporadically playing live shows. The lead guy, Damon Auburn, has like 17 bands. So every now and then he comes back to Blur. So anyway, it was a band that meant a lot to me in high school, and I was like, oh, it'd be cool to see them. I read this review of theirs, and then LA Times was like, oh, terrific show. And I was like, oh, man, I wish you had gone to that. And I thought about it. I said, wait, they were playing live. It sucked, by <laughs> definition. The, the bass drum was too loud. I'm sure the lead guitar was, you know, a semitone off. 
no. Also, this is the thing for me in pop music. 99% pop music to me is exactly the same. The chords, the lyrics, it's the same thing. The only thing that sets it apart for me is the voice. The voice, the personality of the singer is what makes me love or hate a band. That's why I love Oasis, because I love Liam Gallagher, and I hate Coldplay, because I hate Chris Martin. The songs are not that different. But do you love them live? Is, I, there, is there any band you have enjoyed live? I love them. <laughs> Live, it's not, it's just, it's a, it's a shadow. It's a ghost of the recording to me. Like there are good live performances, but even then it's like, wow, that was so good. It was almost as good as the studio recording. True. But the thing, uh, a much smaller point I want to make. The thing I hate about Chris Martin's voice is he always sounds like he's begging people to love him. The thing I love about Liam Gallagher is he does, he has this very distinctive, very regional sound, and he sounds like he, maybe he does, but he sounds like he doesn't care what you think about him. Whereas Chris Martin, every syllable out of his mouth sounds like he's begging audiences to love him and oh, to I, buy his albums. I just realized. It's just so faux empathetic. I have been in, been to an impressive concert. Actually, was it Royal Trucks? No, it was uh, twice, but it was uh, Weird Al both times. <laughs> the, the consummate professional. Quiet, um, peanut gallery. No one else is in the room. It's just me and Sean. <laughs> Weird Al is a consummate professional. You know how many costume changes that guy does in the fucking show? Again, it's ridiculous. But that's like a distraction from music, is it not? It's Weird Al. He is a distraction from music. Weird Al is a distraction from your workaday treasuries. He's a distraction from... The, the horrificness that we call life. Weird Al is better than music, is what I'll say. Most definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, there's... If you want to stack up J.S. Bach against my man W.A., it's going to be W.A. all the way. W.A.Y. greater than J.S.B. You know I hate spelling. It's music. Forget about it. <laughs> Just forget about it. My point is, I originally regretted missing this concert, but I consoled myself from, by the fact that no matter what, it was bad because it was live music. And I'm sure the singer, his voice was hoarse or something was mixed. I don't understand. Why do they do the sound check when the stadium's empty? Like, if you're a sound professional, you know it's going to sound different. I feel like this is directed at me. There's going to be 30,000 <laughs> people absorbing the sound. Like, what's the point of even trying to mix it? I did a sound check two hours before you came and everything fell apart. Listen to I my started. voice! <laughs> it's not supposed to sound this way. I don't sound this way. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this is how the audience is going to hear it, too. Yeah, it sounds like I'm speaking through aluminum foil. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of underwater or something, but, you know. You know, I have this, professional I have this long-going project. I'm doing. Um, there's a book called A Thousand and One Albums to Listen to Before You Die. Hmm. I like it because it's fatalistic and also tells me what to do. In list based? It, it, in list based <laughs> form, which is how I live my life. Uh, I know how much uh, you hate lists. No, I actually love lists, just not yours. <laughs> but simple because it takes the decision making process out of listening to music. So I've noticed I spend a lot of my time listening to music that I don't particularly like. But I feel like I could, I should listen to. Mm. I'm like, oh, this album, this uh, reggae album from 1931 that no one's heard in 40 years. It's important historically, so I'll listen to it. <laughs> like homework. So I'm, yeah, Horrible. it is like homework. <laughs> so I'm driving around Burbank listening to Burning Spear. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, hmm. I see what this led to. It's okay by itself. Hmm. It's important, <laughs> but it's like this, uh, not Pentecostal, Protestant. It's this Protestant view of pop music i have hmm. which is similar to my view of sex my view of pop music and my sex life are very similar i'm very prudish 
You about pop music. Plastic. Yes, I'm very prudish about my sex life. Um, I don't understand people who make mixtapes with uh, artists that they've heard like one song of. They'll be like, oh, here's my 40 song mixtape. There's just one band from like Boise that they've heard an EP of and they put it on a mixtape. And I'm like, how can you do it? You don't know them. You, don't you want to know their biography? Don't you want to know what this B side referred? I can't do it. Like, I would rather listen. So you're not into orgies? I'm into digitally altered orgies. What up? Eyes wide shut. 1999. <laughs> 1999 lives forever. Make sure I didn't see too many boobies. Yes. Have you seen that? Yeah. With the fake bodies in front of it? Yeah, yeah. The, As Kubrick would have wanted. Most definitely. That's why he shot it there. But way. yeah, no, I'm so serious about this, though. Like, I would rather listen to three albums by a band that I know three like disappointing increasingly disappointing albums by a band that i know and love hmm. than a new song like when i hear a new song and i don't have any context for it it is a totally startling frightening experience <laughs> to me and like i need i gotta go to the internet i have to go to allmusic.com and check their biography before i can listen further you have to make sure that they're actually i gotta existence. wrap it up no i just need to know like, it's too it's it's too raw for me to listen to it on soundcloud or Bandcamp or something I need background. I need context. I need context to be to enjoy things. Isn't Whether all... it's a woman or a band, I need context. So uh, likes, dislikes, uh, turn-ons, and uh, hometown, and uh, that, that. I want to read to you. This is just a random thing I found on the internet.com. Uh-oh. Um, this is a wonderful uh, text message conversation I read. You, you. This. What's up, Ali? Sorry, who's this new phone? Matt, LOL, you're going to have to be more specific. Tinder, LOL, just like way more specific. <laughs> we met. We had a one-night stand. Can you be even more specific than that? All right, let's call signs. All right, the future is now. Uh, hey, you ever listen to that future album, DS9? Uh, I served the bass. I thought it was a drought, et cetera, et cetera. Every now and then, here's the thing. I'm listening. I'm going through this uh, 1001 albums list. So I'm in 1975. I've been stuck in the 60s and 70s literally for like nine months now. So every now and then, I'll jump forward to 2015 just to listen to something contemporary. Hmm. And again, it is a startling, refreshing experience. <laughs> Even bad albums from 2015, I'm like, wow, it's so dynamic. Listen to the bottom end. I think that's why I watched Back to the Future last night. Three? Was it three? Was one? I said back to the future. Everyone claims to like this song, but they're phonies. Holden Caulfield. Kill all the phonies. 